happy friday welcome into the phoenix sports podcast you know me it's your girl i'm michaela perkins damon dog is behind the mac we're so glad you are joining us for another episode of the phoenix sports podcast don't forget to hit that like button subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave us a five-star review also want to give a huge shout out to ogs because it's not just any friday it is a flavoring friday and ogs is the official sponsor of flavoring fridays ogs is not your average cannabis infused gummy they absolutely knock it out of the park when it comes to flavor and the effects of their gummies are a total slam dunk too head on over to ogsbrands.com to see their full lineup including their two newest gummies the ogs natural and the big ogs and find out where you can purchase hi everybody in the chat charles elizabeth chris happy birthday oh happy belated birthday i should say to chris i hope you had a wonderful birthday connor daniel so good to see you all i'm sure Groundhog Mama is in here somewhere. I also wanted to give a happy birthday shout out to Cogs. He is finally an adult <laughs> against all odds. Um, so good to see you all. So glad you are tuning in. If you are here in the chat, drop a hi, drop a hello. Love to include you all in the show. I don't know what this show is going to be <laughs> like today because both Damon and I are running on fumes. Um, Damon literally just like got back from the middle of buttfuck nowhere, Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> Because he was there for the Senior Bowl. Uh, Damon, are you alive? I am. Good. Barely. Good. Barely, barely. alive. Uh, we barely made it in today. I crawled into the office <laughs> Yeah, today, Damon so. was like scrawling into the office. As you guys all know, if you watched the show last week, I was not here because I was dying with illness. Um, so I'm still kind of recovering from that. And on top of all that, we will be uh, on our merry way to Las Vegas, Hell City, <laughs> the super bowl next week so by the end of next week i might not exist anymore like my existence might just like poof off the face of the planet because i am so tired and the super bowl is going to be a gauntlet um but we're going to bring you a ton of great content so make sure you're plugged into all things phnx cardinals that whole week because we will be on radio row which is so exciting but I am dead. I am dead inside. And English has been hard for me today. So everybody strap in. It's going to be an interesting show. But we're going to get through it together. You know, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. You know I love what that High is? School Musical. Yes! I'm so glad you got that reference. I was worried that you'd be too young. Um, too young? Yeah, what? how old are you? That's like 23? 24, but that's my pr that's prime age. That was my prime age. And I'm four years older than you. Dude, like you're telling me that like you're telling me that like Zac Efron wasn't like <laughs> the stole every girl who was oh, like I seven years old. Biggest heart. crush on Zac Efron. Yeah. The biggest crush. So did everyone. Yeah. Welcome to the club. <laughs> you did too. A hundred percent. Oh boy. Well, speaking of family, make sure you sign up to become a diehard if you haven't yet. There are a ton of great benefits to being a member of the PHNX fam, including discounts on events. You get 20% off merch at all times. Speaking of events, we have another Suns takeover coming up. It's going to be on Valentine's Day. The Suns are taking on the Pistons, which is not going to be the greatest matchup ever. But I th I'm pretty sure it's Monty's first game back in Phoenix, right? I don't know. 
I think so. Yeah. I mean, they only play each other once yeah. on the road every year. So that would make sense. Yeah. So it'll be Monty's first game back in Phoenix. And uh, if you don't have a sweetheart or if you're a lone, lonely loser, you can come hang out with us at the Suns Takeover instead of being alone on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Saul just came in the room and he's making fun of me. Um, <laughs> or you could bring your significant other if you're not a lonely loser. And you can... <laughs> if you're single, you might be able to mingle with other people. Yes. If you're single, you can mingle with other Suns fans and having that commonality is always a great thing to have <laughs> at least you'll know they're not lakers fans and there's nothing worse than being on a first date and finding out that your date is an la sports fan like that is grounds to get up and leave the date like i would i'm out sorry but i'm not staying here if you're an la sports fan um oh god okay i'm sorry if you guys are saying i'm single too so i'm speaking to myself when i'm talking about lonely losers by the way um not that anybody needed to know that information <laughs> this is the lonely loser show this is the lonely loser show yeah damon dog's a lonely loser too so welcome to the lonely loser show <laughs> Oh my god we just got so off the rails oh my god but anyway if you sign up to your diehard you'll get 20 percent off that event and there's no better way to spend valentine's day than with the phnx crew watching the suns most likely steamroll the detroit pistons so hope to see you there head on over to gophnx.com right now and sign up to be a diehard um dj ajax saying hell city what awesome city i for whatever reason i just do not enjoy las vegas like i've been there too many times it's so overpriced it's so dirty i'm just not it is not my scene like i'm just so much more of like a laid-back type of girl like i get so overstimulated in vegas i'm like <gasps> just I, i'm like a squirrel like i'm like I, I have like the attention span of a squirrel like there's just too much to look at it's too over it's too loud i'm like well maybe that's just because i'm getting old but <laughs> i'm way more of a Gila River Resorts and Casinos, Wild Horse Pass kind of guy. Okay. All right. Nice little plug there. Yeah. It's definitely a little bit more calm environment down there. Still very fun. Um, But (laughs) yeah, I'm just not a big Vegas girl. But like I said, we're going to be having the best Super Bowl content. If you followed our content last year, we had everybody and their mother on the show. Pat McAfee. Patrick Peterson. Like all the different Cardinals players and coaches you can think of. So definitely tune in for that. Connor Brum in the comments saying, welcome to the Lonely Losers Club. We have jackets. Uh, I will be now trying to make jackets for us. <laughs> um, Andrew Dang says, send a sticker. Thank you for the super sticker, Andrew. That is so sweet. I am not going to try to read that description, but if you're in the comments, you probably know what that looks like. So, all right, guys, let's get into the show. We actually have, I did stiff Drew Brees. Yes, that is true. I was trying to get Pat McAfee on the show and Drew Brees was standing right next to me trying to talk to Pat McAfee too. And I just like snaked in in front of Drew Brees and was like, hey, you want to come on a Cardinals show? And he's like, sure. And we just peel off and then Drew Brees is just standing there. I expect a similar performance this year. I'll see what I can do. Like I need at least one marquee name like that that you that you just put into the ground. I can definitely do that. The thing that makes me mad about that though is Saul tries to take credit for being the reason that we got Pat McAfee. But I, A, first of all, saw that he was on Radio Row doing shows that weren't his own. I came over to Saul and I was like, yo, Pat McAfee's over there. We got to go get him. He's like, okay, go get him. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get him. So I went over and I tried to get him and it was taking a little bit because he was on another show. So Saul came over to check out what was going on. But as soon as that opportunity opened, I was like, oh, got to get in here. Uh, And so I cut off Drew Brees <laughs> and opened up the window for Saul to introduce himself after I said, hey, Pat McAfee. And then Saul was like, hey. So I started that entire thing and I cut off Drew Brees. So I will take credit for the reason that Pat McAfee came on the show. Don't listen to Saul, no matter what he says. Um, 
All right. Connor's saying we should get Drew Brees on. That would be hilarious. That would be iconic, um, honestly. They're, they have a connection now. He might come on the Broncos show because his former head coach is now the head coach of the Broncos. So we'll see what we can do there. Um, I'm going to start opening. I'm going to ask BetMGM to open lines on the app to see uh, what personality I will be blocking out of radio <laughs> this year so you guys can bet on it. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. All right. I've done my squirrel brain enough for the intro of this podcast uh let's talk about the phoenix suns because there are actually so many good things to talk about which makes me so happy because if you've been watching the show for a couple weeks now um there was a point in the season that i was so afraid of how things were going for the phoenix suns that i was building a doomsday bomb shelter in the uh concrete lot of my apartment complex <laughs> because i was so scared about the potential of the suns just flaming out so hard this season because i had nothing exciting to look forward to that i was building a bomb shelter and i was collecting all the non-perishable grains and anything else you might need for a doomsday scenario however i am so happy to report that the Doomsday shelter construction has been put on hold. I have shelved all of the non-perishable grains. I don't have to ration them anymore. I've been slowly using them <laughs> because it looks like, knock on wood, the suns are trending in the right direction. They have won the last nine of 11 games. They are sixth in the Western Conference right now, so they are in a playoff spot. They're not even a play-in spot, which is awesome. And it really just looks like it looks like things are gelling. Like it looks like they are a team, which is definitely not the case at the beginning of the season. I don't think they knew what the word team meant. And it's just such a relief to see because I was panicking a couple months ago. But they played the Brooklyn Nets on Wednesday and they won, which is great. Um, obviously, the Nets maybe not the biggest threat uh, in the whole world, but it was a big game for a lot of reasons. One of those reasons being it was Katie's first game back in Brooklyn. He made a point of saying that he didn't want like a tribute video upon his return because obviously we all know how uh, things ended in Brooklyn, but they gave him one anyway. Uh, he looked visibly uncomfortable the entire time the video was playing, but they gave Katie a interesting welcome back there was a smattering of booze a smattering of applause but it wasn't necessarily as warm of a welcome as cam and mikhail got when they came to phoenix for the first time this season it is what it is i digress but let's take a look at the numbers because it was a great game for the suns they out rebounded the nets they had more shots that went through their fourth quarter points um although they scored three less points 30 points in the fourth quarter compared to the nets 33 they still did not collapse in the fourth quarter which has been a plague for the suns all season long um and the bench the bench contributed and showed up they scored 24 points um the nets bench outscored them only by four more scoring 28 but overall a very complete and wholesome game they won 136 to 120 playing the nets like i said now the suns are sixth in the western conference sitting at 28 and 20 on the season so they are in a playoff spot 
Um, and it's just enjoyable to watch the Suns, which I was not having a fun time watching the Suns at the beginning of the season. I actually had to like hype myself up to turn the game on and sit down and watch it all the way through. I'm not going to lie. I folded and I turned off a couple games in the third in the fourth quarter, but I'm not prone to turn games off in the fourth quarter anymore, even though I still white knuckle like my armchair. Um, so that's a, a sign of improvement, at least, is that I'm not scared to watch a Suns fourth quarter. I think my favorite thing, though, out of watching the Suns improve and get better is you can tell that the team chemistry is getting built. Like Nurk has done a great job of establishing his two main two man game with KD, which has been awesome to see because I also was the biggest Nurk hater at the beginning of the season. I was kicking the Suns for trading DA when I saw how Nurk was performing. Uh, obviously, hindsight being twenty twenty, so glad that that deal went down because DA can't get out of his house to play a game because he's scared of ice. Like <laughs> Nurk has definitely figured some good things out. I just, it's been so great to see the improvement of this team and the chemistry that they've been able to build. And the best part of it is they still have some more time to build that chemistry before crunch time sets in. Um, I was a big skeptic about their timelines before because I wasn't sure if they were going to have enough time or if they were even going to figure it out soon enough to get it together. So they have happily proved to be wrong, which I'm so glad to say that they have. The bench looks like it's gelling. So everything looks like it's coming together. Like, Osm what is it osmosis osteoporosis <laughs> osmosis what is the thing with water and the cells you know osmosis was right oh, okay osteoporosis okay it's like, like a bone a disease okay yeah osmosis is happening and they're just like <laughs> together guys i told you i didn't know it was going to come out of my mouth today more so than usual um they are also the phoenix suns are meme kings um i don't know if you watched the game i'm sure you saw highlights and clips of it after if you missed any part of it but the Suns were on fire playing the Nets. I think they decided to be little sassy petty kings that entire game, which was great. It started off when KD absolutely <laughs> was a savage. He had a really tough bucket against uh, Cam, Thompson, Cam Thomas that was late in the third quarter. And uh, here is the screen grab of what happened when he executed that beautiful bucket. He gave the little too small gesture and then he mouthed the word mini after I've never, he... I've never seen the too small like that. It's kind of fire, right? Yeah, yeah, it's fire. Um, he's kind. Of, there was one other time that he did it that he that like went viral. But um, he said after the game that he's like, "Look, like Cam Thomas and I have known each other for a while. I got to give him the business, and I'm gonna let him know what's up when he's guarding me. And that's just our relationship. Obviously, it wasn't done in malice or with any bad intent, but it was fun just to see Katie enjoying himself enough to taunt the player that was stuck guarding him for that game." And then uh, towards the end of the game, my absolute favorite thing in the world happened. Book drained a three and he <laughs> did the Mikhail Selly in front of Mikhail, literally just hit the three and then did like the infamous Mikhail Selly like in front of Mikhail's face. Mikhail obviously was laughing, rolling his eyes. Um, and then afterwards on social media, you know, the Nets fans were up in arms saying, I can't believe he did that. Blah, 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 blah. So Devin Booker commented on the post. and was like, oh, yeah, he sucks. I can't believe he did that. And Mikhail commented back and he was like, I can't believe he did that. Um, so obviously all in good fun. But hitting the Mikhail Sully in front of Mikhail. Absolutely hilarious. I did not do that justice or do it right, probably. But 
it was a savage moment. And again, it goes back to the fact that this team is having fun now. And that's important for me. And I might be the only person that cares about that on the face of the planet. But I've been a Suns fan since 2015. And I was a fan through the really hard times when they won less than 20 games in a season. And I was a fan when they went to the finals. And I have seen this team go through the highs of highs and the lowest of lows. And the team that they had when it was like Mikhail, Cam, Devin, DeAndre, Chris Paul, like they all to me felt like a team. And you saw it like with their pregame warmups, when they were singing on the court, when they were like jamming out to NBA young boy on the court. Um, they were doing their pregame, like handshake celebrate, like, ritual thing that they all had together like that was the truest embodiment of a team to me and like the culture that Monty Williams built despite the craziness that was going on with like the ownership and all the outside noise the team that Monty Williams built and the culture that they had and watching them interact with each other and I don't know if it's just because I'm I'm in sports media so I pick up on these things or what but it felt like a team like it really did like they all seemed to really care about each other and gel together and I know you're like, it's like the, it's like professional sports. Like, why does that matter? Who cares? Like, just go out there and play. But it really does make a difference. Like, you can buy talent, but you can't buy team. And at the end of the day, when you are going through the gauntlet, when you're grinding in the playoffs, like having team chemistry and carry, like showing up for each other, the power of friendship does make a difference. I mean, literally the Arizona Diamondbacks went to the World Series basically on the power of friendship this past year. So team chemistry is huge. And I know people are like, that's such like a, like a surface level thing to talk about, but I really don't think it is. And so, you know, this game to me was the first game that I saw them acting as a team and playing as a team and having fun. And that is so important to me, especially after, you know, Katie's little saga of like the rumors of, Oh, he doesn't want to be here. He hates losing blah, blah, blah. This team hates each other, blah, blah, blah. Um, so to see them gel together and to see them have that chemistry and to see them have fun, I was just like a huge sigh of relief for me. Even after the game, uh, they were interviewing Nurk because Nurk had a great game. Bradley Beal was in the background, uh, and Nurk posted it on Twitter, <laughs> freaking Beal in the background with his little heart hands. Um, and then he, the quote that Nurk put was Batman and I, um, so just to see like these interactions and how they're getting together and getting along is a huge sigh of relief for me. And also let's not pretend like this isn't like a big deal because you have two supermax players, like a third that's on a cups of being like a supermax player on a roster. Like in any scenario, if you would put like KD and Booker on a team together, like you would, your natural inclination would be like, oh, like one of them is going to like overpower the other or one of them is going to be a diva or whatever else. Like you saw, you saw it happen in Brooklyn when KD and Kyrie and James Harden were on a roster. Like the diva energy, the diva mentality was just, whoa. Um, and that has been the case for a lot of super teams. And if you want to call Phoenix a super team, like fine, call Phoenix a super team. But it doesn't feel like a super team, super, yeah, a super team in the sense of like the diva-ness about what a super team entails isn't there. So... I am enjoying watching it. I'm enjoying them be a team. I'm enjoying them have fun, watching them have fun and interact with each other and not having to worry about, you know, a diva or a, a super team and all the negative connotations that come with that is just so great. Um, so I really do enjoy watching the Suns play basketball, which is a huge sigh of relief um, because I was not, I could not say that at the beginning of the year. Um, so that's great to watch. And another great thing to watch too cannot go without talking about this 
is the fact that Devin Booker is him. We all know that. We know Devin Booker is him. But not everybody knows that, uh, especially in the national media landscape. But it is becoming to the point where they can deny it no longer because Devin Booker was named the Western Conference Player of the Month for the month of January. In January, he averaged 30 points per game. Insane. Um, 6.3 assists per game, 4.4 rebounds per game. Fifty. He was shooting, averaging 53% from the field and 40% from three. Absolutely shooting out of his mind. After the Suns have kind of turned that corner at the beginning of January when the team started to get healthy, Book had scoring outputs of 52 46, 62, and 44 points in a six-game span, adding three other 30-point games and two more 10-assist games in that stretch. Overall, the Suns were 11-5 and five in the month of January. I mean, come on. Who made this graphic? Uh, Sydney at the agency did. Shout out Sydney. Right? That it's sick. A, that's fire. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, so he's absolutely killing it. Overall on the season, Book is averaging 28.3 points almost five rebounds, 7.3 assists. The points and the rebounds for him are a career average high. And so is his 50% shooting from the field and the 38.8% shooting from three mark. Like that is unbelievable. I just think that every season I'm like, okay, like this is like Booker is like, he is an unbelievable talent. Like, I don't know how he can get better. And then he does like, it is so crazy to watch and especially as he establishes consistency in his career like it is so insane to think about like he is the phoenix suns like he is doing this in a suns jersey and it is just absolutely a joy to watch because of all of the insane offensive performances that book has put up this season he also dun, 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 was named to his fourth all-star game oh my god i can take a sigh a huge sigh of relief because as you all know if you've watched the show we did weekly check-ins on the fan voting portion of the nba all-star game and um at the first round devin booker wasn't even in the top 10 which was egregious in the second round he finally made the top 10 but it was like behind austin reeves like be so for real and john morant and john morant who played how many games this season like eight yeah maybe less than 10 like be so for real um i hate uh, this is a side note but i absolutely hate the way that the fans get to vote but in the end <laughs> the coaches and the players opinions came through and by golly by god devin booker was named to his fourth all-star game which technically i don't know if you would want i mean you have to count the other three but the first two that he made were because of uh being an injury replacement which it, bullshit um and then he missed it in 2023 his first year of making it uh as just like an actual player and not a uh injury replacement was in 2022 so wild that uh it took that long for book to get some recognition that he deserves and it was crazy that he was an injury replacement especially because i think in 2019 he was just absolutely destroying everybody on the court so happy that Devin Booker is finally getting the recognition that he deserves I'm glad the common sense of the players and the coaches uh, who get to vote their voices overweighed the absolute asinine voting <laughs> of the general NBA fan public because come on John Morant Austin Reeves like 
you guys be so for real like take a look in the mirror um and really evaluate how you're voting right now so so stoked for book he will join kde as the two nba all-star representatives for the phoenix suns and i'm just stoked like i'm so stoked that this is going in the right direction that i can finally stop building my doomsday shelter in my backyard and i can just sit and enjoy a Suns game, and I only have to white-knuckle my armchair in the fourth quarter and just pray a little bit that they don't blow it. Um, obviously, their progress isn't going to be linear. They're not just going to keep shooting up. I mean, they might. Shoot, they might. It's possible, but not likely. We might have a little few bumps in the road from here until the playoffs, but I am confident to say that this is a playoff team, and I was not able to say that a month ago. Being able to say that the Phoenix Suns are a playoff team is the best possible case scenario because there were so many question marks coming into the season during this, the beginning of the season. The wheels were falling off the wagon for a while there. So the wheels are back on the wagon. <laughs> the wagon is chugging along. <laughs> and the, the sport we love is back. It, yeah. It, 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 it was gone for a second. Yeah. There. And I couldn't really quite put my finger on it. Yeah. But now all of a sudden basketball, the game of basketball is back on track. Yeah. I was sport. in a, I was in a dark place, a dark, dark, dark place because the only thing we had to look forward to after the world series loss was the Suns, hopefully making it to the playoffs. And that was a huge question mark. So I'm glad that I can enjoy being a Suns fan again, because I was, it was a little rough. It was rough there for a couple months. I'm not going to lie. Um, also, Karen finally joined the comments. You missed it, Karen, but I gave a happy birthday shout out to Cogs at the beginning of the show. Uh, shout out to Cogs once again. Finally an adult. How crazy is that? Um, big happy birthday shout out to him and obviously to you as his mom for uh, <laughs> bringing that bundle of joy into the world and seeing him through to adulthood. All right, guys, got to give a shout out to our friends at Game Time. I know I'm talking a lot about the Suns, but if you want to see it for yourself, you can do so by heading over to the App Store on your phone and downloading the Game Time app. If you create an account and use promo code PHNX, Game Time is going to hook you up and get you $20 off your first purchase. And you can use that $20 to go see the Suns. Play basketball because why wouldn't you at this point? And our game time game of the week is the Bucks at the Suns. We all know the beef between these two teams. It's a finals matchup, rematch matchup, <laughs> however you want to say that. Um, obviously, Giannis being in town and the Bucks is going to be a big game. And you can get to the game and get your butt in a seat for as low as... $59. $59? What? That is absolutely insane. I don't ever want fans to take for granted how accessible professional sporting events are in the Valley. Try $39 with code PHNX. Yeah. All of a sudden, we're talking really reasonable. Yeah. 40 bucks a pop to get your butt in the seat to watch Giannis and the Bucks and D-Book Katie and Beal on the Suns. Are you kidding me? Final that is a steal. matchup. What? Rivalry matchup. Yeah, it is a big rivalry matchup. So make sure you download the Game Time app now. Like I said, if you create an account and use promo code PHNX, you'll get $20 off your first purchase. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. They have the lowest prices on anything you need a ticket for concerts, sporting events, parking passes, whatever you need. Game Time's got it. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. They also have this uh, sweet Super Bowl. Deal. Tell me about it. Yeah, Vegas 100. You get $100 off your tickets for the big game. 
Woo! I mean, you're going to need them. Did you see that video that went viral about the cost of Super Bowl tickets in Vegas? No. It is jaw-dropping. They were looking at tickets, not on the Game Time app, by the way. They were using a different, a different ticketing app. They're, they're, they're go, figures. go figures. Go figures. Um, can you give me like a ballpark guess on what you thought tickets for the Super Bowl, like lower bowl tickets to the Super Bowl were going for on a different app other than Game Time? Let's go with uh, 5K. Try adding 50 to that. 55 $55,000. Use the Game Time app. <laughs> <laughs> obviously can't make any guarantees on what the price of super bowl tickets are on game time now um but if you use the code vegas 100 it's gonna help you get some money off but yeah i couldn't believe that Fifty-five thousand dollars for lower bowl tickets at the super bowl i don't know about you but uh i don't have that kind of money to spend on a game <laughs> are you excited for the super bowl by the way yeah yeah i'm excited i oh it should be a good game you just hate the Chiefs. I so hate much. the Chiefs. I hate, 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 loathe entirely, hate the Chiefs. Like, are you going to paint your body like gold? I, no, I will not be participating in any fanfare. I don't like the 49ers. I don't like the Chiefs. I hate the Chiefs. I'm rooting for the 49ers just out of spite for the Chiefs. But also, I do like Christian McCaffrey. He and I went to high school at the same time together in Colorado. So he always destroyed my team, my high school team in football. Um, nice. Big fan of the McCaffrey family in general. Where did Actually, uh, Christian go? Valor Christian High yeah, School. Yeah, I knew that's where his brother went. Uh, yeah. Because Scottsdale Saguaro okay. played Valor Christian when yeah. his brother was the quarterback there. Yeah. My senior year. Yeah. And Scottsdale Saguaro ended up, we had, we had them on our schedule later in the year in the playoffs. Yeah. And I think they it, beat them by like 50 points because yeah, they're really good. It was a slaughter every time we played Valor Christian. I think every McCaffrey brother except for the eldest maybe went to Valor Christian High School. Um, so we just got absolutely destroyed. So I, aside from that, though, the McCaffrey family is lovely. My mom actually played um, Christian McCaffrey's mom, I think some relation in basketball because my mom played basketball in college so weird relation there um so i'm cheering for the 49ers because like christian mccaffrey and i also like shanahan because the shanahan and the mccaffrey families have a great history in denver um and i am a denver girly so i guess if i had to cheer for a team i'm cheering for the 49ers um you all probably know why i also hate the chiefs um i'm scared to go i'm afraid that <laughs> chiefs fans hopefully don't recognize me i'm pretty sure i'm not allowed within 150 feet of patrick Mahomes. <laughs> can't confirm or deny that is not a uh, requirement but i'm pretty sure um i'm not going to be allowed anywhere near patrick mahomes or uh i'm kind of scared of chiefs fans too so we'll see how that goes but uh yeah we're not big chiefs fans in the building um let me know in the comments who you guys are cheering for charles Woodall pike said i hate both teams triple b said at the chiefs hey that's the energy that i'm talking about um big big f the chiefs girly charles saying as a cardinals fan i can't pull myself to root for san francisco but i also can't stand the chiefs becoming the patriots 2.0 yeah that's another thing i don't like it's just generational success like i'm over it i've seen you win enough enough is enough goodbye um saul is trying to think of ways to antagonize chiefs fans using my presence in vegas which i feel like is a recipe for disaster um there's been talks of printing out like a little headstone on like big paper 
uh, cardboard. And so then they can carry the headstone around and then put it behind Chiefs fans and I can get in front of them and be like, because <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, so I'm scared for my life, but it's going to be fine. I'm going to wear a disguise and maybe like dye my hair brown or something so they don't come for me. <laughs> can I admit something to you that might damage our relationship? Oh, no. I like Patrick Mahomes. Oh, get off my show. Out, banished, out, 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 out. It's one of those out. things where it's like, every, remember when everyone hated the Warriors so much? And I was like, I like Steph, bro. Like, there's there's just some guys that are good that I'm like, they're they're likable to me. They don't seem like, Mahomes, like, outside stuff, his family, whatever. I know they piss people off. But, like, as a, as a guy, like, he doesn't bother me. He bothers me. <laughs> a lot. I know. A lot, a lot. I know you'd hate that. Um, Reba, Queen Reba is singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Uh, are you taking the over or the under on the anthem time for Queen Reba? I'm taking the under. Reba can sing and she can sing it quick. Like I'll she, go with you then. Yeah. Reba is a powerhouse. She is the queen of country music. I said what I said besides Dolly. Dolly and Reba are the queens of country. Um, but she can sing and she can sing it quick. So I don't think we're going to get a lot of like, ah. <laughs> Um, which will make the under hit. So if you're betting on the anthem time, if you're doing any Super Bowl props, take the under on the anthem. Uh, Gatorade color, what's your uh, bet for the Gatorade color for the winning team? I like to look at the past trends okay. and kind of get what get what they're showing me. Um, it's like it's there's like some weird trends with it. Like yeah. there's some where it's like it's never been blue or something like that. Yeah, like, which is just crazy. What uh, was it last year? Maybe yellow. 2020. What was last year? 2023. Yeah. It was purple last year. Purple last year. I, I'm, I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go orange. Okay. I think it might be orange. I'll this go year. yellow. Okay. Orange and yellow. All right. We have to write this down so we can revisit this after we do or do not survive the Las Vegas uh, metropolitan area. Um, and we'll come back to that. So under on the anthem time and I'm going orange and Damon's going yellow on Gatorade color. So we'll see what happens, but um, not really excited to watch anything else besides the commercials <laughs> and eat food. All right. So before we ran out the show, let's talk about the Arizona Diamondbacks because off season is almost over. Baseball is almost back. Ah, the pitchers and catchers report on Valentine's Day, February 14th. Um, sorry to their girls and girlfriends and wives. That is kind of an inconvenient reporting day. But pitchers and catchers are going to report in 12 days. Baseball is almost here. And if you couldn't tell, I'm so excited because baseball is the best sport on the face of the planet. I'm super stoked to watch the Diamondbacks this season, which whoa <laughs> talk about like a total like 180 last season i was like 50 50 I, I didn't really know what to expect from the diamondbacks last season um and so i was kind of going into that season with a little bit of hesitation cannot say that this season i am 100 percent bought in two feet in standing on business i am so excited to watch the diamondbacks play baseball this year which is a great feeling because let me tell you Last year was like 50-50, and the two seasons before that were like existential dread. Like, <laughs> I did not want to watch baseball at all the two seasons before that. So what a great feeling it is to finally be excited to watch your team play baseball. I was not here last week, but obviously Jock Peterson was added to the roster last week. They signed the free agent outfielder slash DH to a one-year deal. 
I was a little surprised. I was not thinking that that was the direction that they were going to go when they were looking for a DH. I'm not going to talk too much about it because I know this is old news. Um, and my opinion on Jock Peterson is either here nor there. Um, my initial reaction was what the fuck? Because <laughs> we all know Jock Peterson was a Los Angeles Dodger. And there is a history there with the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. And especially when Jock was on the roster. Um, so I was a little bit like, mm, eh. I don't really like cheering for people that have worn Dodger blue, but if I have to, I have to. Um, and they steal all our players. They do. They do. So they why do. Can't we why can't we take one of theirs? 100%. Yeah. I mean, listen, Jock has had a little bit of an up and down career um, over the last couple of seasons. Consistency hasn't really been the name of his game, but when he's hot, he's hot. Like when he's when he's streaking, he is streaking hard. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> But you know what I'm trying to say? Like when it's clicking, it's clicking for Jock. So um, I think he'll definitely provide a boost to the offense. Um, just establishing consistency is going to be what I want to see from him the most. Um, he is a left-handed batter, which is really important for the D-backs, especially if we take a look at their projected lineup, which again, this is a projected lineup. I'm not saying this is set in stone, so don't come for me. Um, but we have Corbin Carroll leading off, Cattell Marte in the two spot. Christian Walker in the three-hole, Jock Peterson as the cleanup hitter. Then we got Lourdes Gurriel, um, Eugenio Suarez, Gabriel Moreno, Alec Thomas, and then running it out, Geraldo Perdomo. This is obviously against right-handed bat or right-handed pitchers. Looking at this lineup, I'm not gonna lie, Damon Dog. This has me feeling some type of way. It's like, pretty good. I got some warm, tingly, fuzzy feelings on the inside of myself right now because <laughs> this lineup is nothing to take, a, nothing to shake a finger at. Like, this yeah. is a damn good top to bottom lineup. Like, there's not one name on this list against right-handed pitchers where I'm like, I don't know about that one. Like, yeah, there's not an, there's, I don't think there's an easy out on here. No. The only one that would be the, the easiest of outs on here would probably be Alec Thomas. And we, I think there's hope that he could develop and get, and yeah, get better and totally. against righties, he's solid. Yeah, I mean, Perdomo is not like a he's not going to hit it over the fence, but 360 on base percentage out of your yeah. nine hole, out of your nine hole. Yeah, you have Gabby Moreno who's hitting third on a World Series run in the seven spot. Like, this is just there's there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys who can hit 20 plus home runs this year. That's on, nuts in this lineup. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, it's great. That's bananas, like banana nut bread. That is what. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking at that and seeing how far the Diamondbacks have come just from a few short seasons ago. I am so freaking stoked. I don't know if you're a Diamondbacks fan. I don't know how you can't look at that and be like, holy shit. I am jazzed. Like, I am so excited <laughs> to watch. The only players from two seasons ago that could start in this lineup are the guys who are still in this lineup from yeah. two seasons ago. Like, Catal yeah. Marte and Christian Walker. Yeah. That's nuts. That's crazy. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm not the only one that's excited, though, because of the moves that the Diamondbacks have made this offseason. National media has started to take notice as well. And I want to show you guys this quote because I think it perfectly encapsulates what everyone should be feeling. Uh, this obviously came after the Jock Peterson signing. But Trevor May from MLB Network Radio said this about the Diamondbacks, quote, they're becoming a power threat quickly and they have a lot of moving pieces they can do. This is a very intriguing team. It's a very solid put together team and with a lot of really good experience and quality, close quote. <gasps> Fire 
me up, Trevor May. Are you kidding me? I love hearing that from national media members about our snakes here in the Valley. And I totally agree with everything he said. Like this team is a dangerous team. And my favorite part of it is the fact that there are so many key pieces that were instrumental in last year's World Series run that are back on the team this year. The power of friendship is alive and well in the Valley. Let me tell you, I feel like I'm taking us to church right now. Uh, the power of friendship is alive and well. I, I just am so excited to watch this team play baseball. Like for the first time in a long time, I'm not scared to turn on my television to watch the D-backs play, which has just been like kind of the theme of this podcast so far, but they have done everything that they said that they would in the off season. They have gotten better in every single key area that showed weakness in the postseason. They went out and they spent money. Daddy Kenny Kendrick opened his checkbook and was like, here you go. You know what? I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to take the revenue that we earned from our postseason run. I'm going to flip it back around and I'm going to invest it into our payroll. And for the first time in franchise history, they have set a new payroll spending record. Their previous record was in 2018. It was set at $131 million. The Diamondbacks are projected right now to spend $136 million with the potential of adding maybe like one more like minor, minor player to like a bullpen situation. Um, thank you, Daddy Warbucks, Ken Kendrick, <laughs> for doing what you said you would do and improving this team in the offseason in ways I might add, like this is the best part of all of this. He improved the teams in a way that was not detrimental to the long-term future success of the team. They didn't make any crazy trades. They didn't trade away any pieces that were keystone to this team, to the foundation, to the future. They didn't overspend on a old ass pitcher who was going to shit the bed at some point and still cost this team 14 million dollars even though he's not paying (laughs) even though he's not playing anymore uh (laughs) madison bumgarner so he didn't overpay for old people which is great they didn't trade away any key foundational pieces they kept the core of this team intact and they did it in a way that is so smart and so well thought out for the future like long-term sustainable success of this team like i just want to sit back and say Good job, Mike Hazen. Like, that sounds so condescending, and I don't mean it that way at all. But, like, they have done deals in the past where I'm just like, what? Madison Bumgarner, Zach Renke's contract was ridiculous. Like, there have been things that have happened where I'm just like, we really did not need to do that. <laughs> um, but I had not, I didn't feel, I didn't feel that way at all during the offseason. Obviously, um, Eduardo Rodriguez was their biggest spend. He is their newest pitcher in the rotation, which they needed desperately because pitching depth killed them in the postseason last season. Um, So Eduardo Rodriguez is coming in. Uh, Eugenio Suarez is going to be playing third base, which they've always had like this weird black hole vortex at third base. They've never been able to have a consistent third baseman that is just the third baseman of the team. Uh, Eugenio Suarez will be that. They got um, a couple of bullpen help. They've got... DH and Jock Peterson like they did what they were meant to do and I am just like so so happy that I don't have to be like other team fans of teams who their owners don't do anything and just sit on their hands and hope that a miracle happens on the field like Ken Kendrick put his money where his mouth is and he invested in this team the the payroll which we'll look at in a second is the most money the Diamondbacks have spent on payroll ever in franchise history I am just 
thankful that we got to witness what it means when you believe in the potential of the team that you have built. And that is what Ken Kendrick has shown Mike Hazen, that he believes in the team that Mike Hazen has, and he's going to give him the tools that Mike Hazen needs to be a general manager of a winning baseball team. Like, I just am so stoked. It is, I can't even put it into words about how exciting this offseason has been. I have never seen an offseason like this for the Diamondbacks. Like, yes, they've done flashy things in the past. Like, you could have considered Madison Bumgarner's like offseason signing as a big move, which <laughs> obviously we know now it was not. Um, they've done flashy things in the past, but this offseason was flashy in a way that wasn't jeopardizing of the future. And that is the key here. And I think this is the most successful offseason that the Diamondbacks have put together. It is off absolutely incredible to see and i'm so excited to watch them play baseball um it's flashy in the right ways like yeah it, like it's it's flashy but reasonable none of the contracts are too like out of out of pocket yeah yeah i mean some would say ken kendrick stood on business he stood on business two feet ten toes down kenny ken kendrick is standing on business that should be a shirt <laughs> um we aren't the only people, though, in case you might be curious as to what other people are saying about the Diamondbacks, who have noticed the offseason that the Diamondbacks have had. The uh, Fox on MLB released a nice little graphic of raking teams this offseason based off of most exciting and least exciting. Um, obviously, in the most exciting column, you're going to have the Los Angeles Dodgers. Bleh. I mean, if you have a team that's spending a billion, billion with a B, dollars on two two not like five six seven two players um they're definitely going to take the one spot which is annoying but whatever they are going to be kicking themselves i feel like at some point with the bad money management decisions that they have made then you've got the yankees in the two spot which eh, okay fine like I guess the Yankees did something that was kind of, or two things that were kind of exciting, but they still kind of fell flat. I don't know. What do you think? Am I wrong in saying that they like, besides the two, um, what was it? Verdugo and Juan Soto. Juan Soto. Like, yeah. Eh. Juan Soto is pretty big time. Yeah. I mean, they their traded outfield. away five pieces of their system to get Soto there. Their outfield might be the best in baseball with judge and Soto in the same outfield. So that's, that's impressive. And they're, yeah. and he's young. I'll yeah. give it to him. Eh, meh. I think the Diamondbacks deserve the two spot. <laughs> so that's just my opinion. But then you have the Diamondbacks in the three spot, which is awesome. Like I said, you always love to see people being put on notice about the teams in the Valley because we are always disrespected, always overlooked, always shit on for no reason. Um, so you absolutely love to see that the Diamondbacks are third and the most exciting for ranking the teams in the offseason. I'm so, so stoked for this team. I'm so proud of the D-backs. Um, I have to say though, and I know this is just because I'm from, um, Colorado, I am shocked and beside myself that the Rockies aren't number one, most disappointing off season. They didn't do anything. I think that just goes to show how irrelevant they are. Like, right? I, th I honestly think the only reason that they're not number one, most disappointing is because they forgot that the Rockies were a team. hundred percent. Like that's the only reasoning I, that I have for why Rockies aren't number player. one. No, they've done nothing. They've literally done nothing. And they finished last in the national league last West last year last year was their first time in franchise history losing over 100 games and they did nothing in That's the offseason crazy first time in franchise history they've lost they lost more than 100 games last season finished last in the national league west did not do a single thing in the offseason not one we for all we finished last in the nl west like 
or not last, but I mean, it'll last a few times, but like a hundred losses, I'd say about like five times. Yeah. The like Rockies never. That's crazy. I know. But they didn't do anything to get better in the offseason at all. They didn't sign anybody. They didn't do anything. And so I'm just shocked beside myself that they aren't number one on least exciting. But I'm pretty sure the only reason they're not is because they just forgot that the Rockies are a team at this point. That's the only explanation that I have for you. Um, I digress. Sorry. I had to go on that little rant. Whenever I get a chance to make fun of the Rockies, I will always take it because that is a joke of a franchise. Like they should be demoted to AAA. Yes. Oh my God. Connor literally read my mind. Thought that they got demoted to AAA. They should be because what the fuck are they doing? Like I couldn't even tell you. Sorry. I just, any chance I get to shit on the Rockies, I'm going to take it. Um, Anyways, uh, so I'm glad that the league noticed, though, at least that the Diamondbacks had a super exciting offseason because they did. And this is the icing on the cake. I wanted to show you guys this because I just am so happy showing it to you in general. This is the comparison in their payroll uh, amount totals from this season to last season. I know technically I should have put up 2018 because that was their um, highest payroll to date until this season. But just looking at the increase in spending and seeing it written down like on paper in front of your face, like their active payroll spending went up. Um, unfortunately, their retained salary, uh, 14 million of that is Madison Bumgarner. And then the other 2 million of that 16 million retained salary is Mark Melanson. The fact that we're still paying Madison Bumgarner and Mark Melanson makes me want to shrivel up and die inside, but I'm going to choose to ignore that because everything else is so exciting. Um, Right now, the Diamondbacks are projected to spend $136 million in 2024. Last season, they spent with the postseason stuff $127 million. So that is almost a $10 million raise from last season. And last season included um, minor league salaries and some postseason stuff in there too. So I'm just like, thank you. Ken Kendrick like thank you I never thought I would say that in my life but thank you Ken Kendrick for investing in this team for giving people in Arizona a team to cheer for like that is what I want to round out this conversation with the Diamondbacks with is the Diamondbacks have done their job like they had a miracle run that nobody was expecting but was so pleasantly surprising and I know the loss stings but I at this point am just so proud of the Diamondbacks for even making it to the World Series on the power of friendship alone they have done their job. They have become a playoff team. Ken Kendrick put his money where his mouth is and he invested in this team and he got players to the Valley to play baseball and to be a competitive team. And the product that the Diamondbacks are putting out in front of the fans of Arizona is a good product. Now we as people in the Valley need to hold up our end of the deal and get our butts to chase field and watch this team because I guarantee you this is going to be a special team. Like, oh, I just got the chills. Like, I'm such a nerd. But I literally, in my bones, I feel like this is going to be a special team and you do not want to miss this. So show Daddy Kenny Kendrick that he made the right decision in spending money and get your butt to Chase Field and watch these people play baseball because I think it's going to totally, totally be worth it. And Can you still get those $300 season tickets? I don't know if you can, but that alone is wild. That was even a deal that they put out there. Like they are doing everything in their power to get people to come watch baseball. They offered season passes, season passes for $300. That is unheard of in professional sports. So if they are available, you know, go grab those. Jeez. I mean, why not at this point? But I'm super stoked for the Diamondbacks baseball. We are 12 days away from pitchers and catchers reporting. Spring training is like the best time in the Valley, minus the traffic and all the snowboards that are here. Please 
please be careful when you are driving because there are maniacs from Canada out there on the road. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm super stoked for baseball. It is going to be the best thing ever. And it's almost here. Speaking of exciting times in the Valley in March timeframe, because that's when spring training is, the Valley of the Sun is going to be roaring to life when NASCAR returns to Phoenix Raceway March 8th through the 10th. Again, that is March 8th through the 10th. They are the Phoenix Raceway, first of all. We were out at Phoenix Raceway to film some content for you guys. Um, I was a little late, as I always am. Shocked, no. Nobody is surprised that I was late. So instead of parking my car like in the lot where everybody else's car was, I drove up and the woman who was a representative for Phoenix Raceway was like, oh, just come with me, like follow me, or I'm going to take you out to where everyone else is. And I was like, oh, do you want me to like, get in your car? She's like, no, follow in your car. So I was like, okay. So here comes Michaela Perkins. <laughs> all 510 white hair like female of me driving in my white jeep grand cherokee down out of like the inner circle onto the racetrack <laughs> in my jeep grand cherokee i am driving on an actual nascar raceway and i think i'm thinking to myself holy shit <laughs> never in my life could i have thought i would have said i drove myself on a raceway you have the urge to just floor it the strongest or i was like my inner my inner thoughts almost won i was like what would happen right now if i, I just, just floored it flew across the track fun fact jeep current jerkies have sport mode i my hand was hovering over my gear shifter i was like trembling i was like shift it shift it in sport mode come on just do it and floor it i was so i was so close to doing it but my inner monologue did not win out hit the nos button yeah right <laughs> Um, but it was crazy. So I drove my Jeep Grand Cherokee around the track and then we saw, shot a lot of great content. I got to ride it in the pace car, which was crazy. Um, it was an awesome experience, but being out there, the Phoenix Raceway is like second to none. Like the facilities are amazing. The experience that you get as just like a NASCAR fan is amazing. Even if you've never been to a NASCAR race before, like you need to go to one because even just being there while the pace car was like rolling around, like speeding around the track was insane. Like I can just imagine the environment like on race day. So if you've never been before, you can get your tickets now. Again, it's March 8th through the 10th. Um, it's going to be spring break. The weather is going to be beautiful. Um, and Phoenix Raceway does a really great job of introducing NASCAR to people who have never been before with affordable ticket pricing for families. It doesn't matter if you're a diehard NASCAR fan or if you're just looking for a fun day to try something new. You have to get out there. You have to go to the race. They've got great live entertainment. The fan hospitality is unbelievable. The infield experience is absolutely insane. So get your tickets to the Shriners Children's 500 at Phoenix Raceway March 8th through the 10th. It promises a great weekend full of good vibes for the whole family. Get your tickets now at phoenixraceway.com. Cannot recommend enough. Um, Benjamin saying, LOL, Arizona has NASCAR. That's crazy. We do have NASCAR. And not only NASCAR, it's championship weekend, baby. Um, super stoked for that. I will be out there if I can be out there. I promise you that. Um, I am super excited. Just driving my Jeep Grand Cherokee on the track for five minutes was enough for me to be like, I'm fully bought in. <laughs> whatever NASCAR is about, whatever they're selling me, I'm eating it up. So I will be out there and I hope to see you out there too. I hope you all also have a wonderful weekend. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. I see you guys in the comments and it genuinely means the world to me that you take an hour out of your day to listen to me babble on about osteoporosis. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely appreciate you all so much. Benjamin, Connor, Charles, Chris, 
all you guys in the comments, Daniel, Karen, Elizabeth, thank you all. Amelia, oh my gosh, Amelia, thank you. I appreciate you guys so, so, so much. I hope you all have a wonderful and safe weekend. I'm not sure if Damon and I are going to be doing a show from Radio Row on Friday at Super Bowl. If we do, it is going to get off off the, the rails, rails. like mean, michaela and i will be working like dogs from monday through like dogs thursday super bowl radio row and then i am concerned Friday, if yeah. they make us do it it's oh gonna it's bad. gonna be bad so uh a week in vegas a week in vegas ending in a it might be reminiscent of when i was awake for 24 hours after the nashville trip for the nhl draft and just came straight from the airport here and did a show um we'll see how that works out um andrew dang in the comments triple b in the comments thank you thank you thank you i love you guys so much i hope you all have a wonderful and safe weekend and like i said if david and i are alive and doing a show from las vegas you're not gonna want to miss it but if someone else graciously decides to offer to host tpsp for me for the day i hope you will still tune in because whoever is hosting is always great you guys are the I will maybe see you next Friday, but if not, tune in to PHNX Cardinals because we will be on Radio Row for the Super Bowl. Bye, everybody.